A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the dear Abby of this podcast. Yeah. Is that what I said last time? I forgot. I don't think so. so. I don't think so. This sounds We should keep a running track. I would love to cut a compilation. (laughs) Totally. Just what we need. More content for the internet. Just a compilation of all of the things that Lisa is. Actually, I'm so that'd be interesting to see in a row. Like, I don't think you've repeated. I don't think you've repeated. Mm, there's a few ones where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I said this last time. Aquarius, any Aquarius episode, you can go look back. I'm pretty sure they're all the same. What do you think it is? Oh, it's just a little lightning bolt or a zap. I actually a, think that is the only one you have repeated. It's now, one that's that- ringing a bell. I can't. It's hard for me to find a real positive and embodied <laughs> um, uh, thing that works with whatever the episode theme is. To it's oh, just, I thought yeah. you're gonna say about Aquarians because I was gonna be no. Like, yeah, I, I mean, thinking. I mean, it is one of those things where I don't want to be like I'm a weirdo, <laughs> like calling yeah. you know, like you want to like I don't know, try to do yeah. something more positive and and i'm the stevie's ex boyfriend of this podcast <laughs> exactly yeah exactly. Aquarian bait. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just trashing on Aquarians. They've actually Aquarians have been pretty fine this year for me so far. Have you guys had who's so we're almost we're not even almost we are halfway through the year. And I know we've talked. We're not half. I mean, come on, let's let's it's it's May. It's it's that's that's not half. That's not half. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on. Almost half. (laughs) I mean, five is almost six. (laughs) That's nice. okay. This well, your Aries, this is your Aries moon talking. Okay, it's Q2, I guess. Yes. Maybe even three. I don't honestly yeah. don't know. Two. Yeah. It's two. Yeah, Who, we're two. Who's best sign, worst sign of the year so far? Because this might change by the actual half of the year or by the actual yeah. end of the year. Curious if there's been any 
overall boppery or floppery. Mm. And I did not plan or think of this ahead. This is just, just can't feeling, feeling curious if anything's come up. Hmm. You know, I'm so up my own ass. It must yeah. be, Taurus must be the flop. Whoa. <laughs> I yeah. just, I've been so in my own world that it's hard for me to even think about it. Maybe it is me. I think both the bop <laughs> and the flop is me. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but it is, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I'm like, honestly, I haven't thought about any other signs. Uh I mean All I right, have. So I've thought about like Taurus really I've thought about I have thought about other signs. I have thought about other people, but not there hasn't been any like standout repeat. Actually, yeah. you know what? Actually, a Pisces did me really dirty recently. Oh, okay. And so I am gonna go ahead and throw it out there, even though I rarely ever talk shit on Pisces because I think it's karmically bad for you, but Oh, wow. they really did me in a way that I was not ready for. Wow. Uh, okay. okay. Well, sign me up for karmic hell with you. <laughs> They're also on my, they've been water. So, I'm pretty off water. I've, I've been off water since the end of last year. Make it's, it sparkle um, or don't make it at all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> brought to you by Sam Pellegrino, little cans. As someone that drinks six ounces of water a day, I've been really off water. Um, <laughs> literally in the signs. Yeah. I'm just off. You know, these water signs lately just so they think they're so emotionally tapped in and I just don't buy. I'm just like calling BS on like the water signs. I think they have a lot of emotional learning to do, but they think they've already done it. And that's my water read. And that's all I have to say. So I'm still I haven't changed too much since last year. I'm very anti-water and pro-fire at this at this point in time. Anything could change. But that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think I don't dis I don't disagree with the read. Um, you know, I do think that that is like a water a water challenge of having to like live <laughs> live into the the life experience that they have or wisdom or whatever it is, you know, what depending on the day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm in a 12th house perfection year and so I feel like I'm very um like i don't know i feel like i'm i'm giving everybody a pass right now because i'm feeling very judgmental of myself and going like actually everybody's perfect everybody's done made zero <laughs> mistakes in their life all signs are great i'm just like absolutely a piece of shit um but that's also not you know that's not true either i know but we're all trying. Look, we're all hopefully yeah. trying and hopefully I, trying and improving and and open. But yeah, I think I've been trying to detach a little bit from even signing, like assigning mm -hmm. something as a sign based thing, as even a like the untangling of my own brain, like the mm -hmm. Charlie Day meme or whatever. Yeah, like, this is astrology is also the problem. Uh, you also do that. That's another thing that you do is that you always make it about someone's sign or whatever, mm -hmm. like this kind of thing. But like it is their personhood at the end yes. of the day. We know. Yes. We, we know this. But the but trends, also the trends do seem to speak quite. Listen, loudly. let me know where this falls for y'all. And um, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor in a, a Pisces doing you wrong in, in a Pisces lore type of way where mm -hmm. where and what kind of Pisces you think this falls into oh, I'm Let, let's say there there's um I I'm gonna <laughs> lend you a book let's say okay um and you know it's there it's been there on our our mutual calendar for the what's your sign calendar for three weeks great plug and, yes and every week I renew it into the next week because you we didn't schedule a thing to for me to drop the book off and mm -hmm. then week four comes around and I see the both of you in person. I mentioned to one in front of the other, hey, I have that book, by the way, that I'd like to mm. drop off for you. Mm -hmm. um, and you say, I'm around anytime this weekend. Mm. Mm. I, I come by on the weekend. Okay. And then you tell me you actually don't want the book after all. Oh, no, 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 no. <sighs> 
so just annoying. Like, so so where in this where is the water? In, this where is in the a, Pisces. Is it? I think this is like this is the slippery fish. Can't be. Um, I thought I was helping you. I thought I was being nice. I know for three times now. I know you never wanted the book. So many chances is the other. So part. many chances. I, on, yeah. On text directly in person. And this is obviously represents bigger. It's bigger than the book. This is, well, this is already well, bigger than the book. To it's me. almost not. Is, it's no. almost not. It's almost it's, that level. Maybe it's a little bit different. But it's the approach to everything. Like I already know this is Pisces approach to probably everything in their life. And I'm already I'm already fuming. I think it's the like necessity to need to be kind of backed into a corner around something instead of just being able to establish, I do want this. I don't want this. Let's set a time. I'm going to stick to this thing. I'm going to whatever. If you didn't want the book, you thought maybe it would hurt my feelings or something to me about why delay Yeah, that I had read it or whatever the thing was. Yeah. I like this back corner. It's literally being the last sign the last possible moment you can say no which mm-hmm. is like i do think there is an element of not wanting to disappoint which then is just more disappointing it's it's also disappointing it's also that course. like that level of thing where it's like no one would ever get mad about this like why yeah, would yeah, i no ever care. care but i do think book? i do think this is uh, like a, a mutable thing that happens because i do think that there is a desire to kind of like let something take care of itself mm-hmm. and that's like a putting off it th- it thing but there is also i think a mutable ability to um like imagine something as going terribly wrong that i don't mm-hmm. think other quality of signs do and i do the think fantasy. that this is, yes there is like a level of um, yeah, but you got to be an adult at some of point course, and of just course. say it's not that big of a deal. I do wonder to some extent if what you're saying, I I don't know. I do kind of think that you do just have to, you, you have to at some point just say like, hey, I I don't want that. Book. Yeah. You don't need to keep putting it Stop on Stop wasting calendar. my time. I'm good. Yes. Or yeah. just take, well, or take also, the book and do so, like. <laughs> yeah, or pretend, bitch. Yeah. I also think in saying like things take care of, I do think this person thinks it took care of itself when yes. really I took care of it. Yes. And that's the part where I'm like, it's yeah. disrespectful. Yes. I don't know. The, but the this, Im- that's what I mean. I think there's a part of it that goes like, I'm going to just hands off. Like they seem to have. Their- it took care of itself. Yeah. And it's like, no, I drove no. all the way yeah. here with your fucking book. It I did, no, that's wild. The the physical travel again. And it wasn't close. This is it wasn't close and it was okay. on a day off and it was yeah it was that's not so a, like yeah. unnecessary and we all if you should be watching these episodes on youtube with the video so you can see that we've all held our hands up in the air at some point to symbolize pisces in this moment the amount of times i'm just getting secondhand former irritation from the amount of times i've had pisces friends profusely apologize for doing like very normal friend behavior but like can't go to something or this like it, like the show of it get so much bigger than the thing that actually happened and then i just get more annoyed by their Mm -hmm. like their like meek like i'm sorry don't hate me and i'm like having this sorry don't hate me combo so many times is making me hate you a little bit oh nothing not to me i say what about you not making it to my thing makes it about me hating you you know oh, where where does that I know, where like, does I don't it come in you. with me hating you? How did that come in? I I, I do that all the time to They're my afraid. husband. Has a lot of Pisces places. It mm-hmm. wasn't him, but mm-hmm. it very well could have been. Yeah. Look, and look, we just and look, listen to this Pisces. You know what I hear? That we just want to connect with you. That's all I hear. I like that. Just an honest connection. There's no hate. There is no hate here. So if you're Pisces listening, thinking, oh, these what's your time? People hate me. I mean, these actions, sure. These these are these are pretty annoying, but also it's just like there's no punishment. I think like there's always this fear of like a some reprimanding coming, and maybe it's the past life Pisces mm-hmm. rooted in spirituality, which can also be really rooted in back to karma and those things of like, oh, now I'm I'm bad. Well, but I also when I view it in from hindsight, which you know, I'll never. I mean, is it helpful? Who knows? I think well. Maybe if I hadn't confronted the person in front of another person or not confronted, but like asked them yeah. about it, you know, mm-hmm. if they thought they were saving face for, so, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this 
book from you or whatever. I'm going to help you with this thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like looking back, I'm like, oh, okay. It was all of these. It was in all of these ways that they felt uncomfortable, which I would have never known mm, unless yeah. you had just, you could have texted me directly and said like, Hey, 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 I'm no, thank you. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time's not real to them and neither yeah. is these ideas of you traveling to bring an actual physical object to their human bodies so like it's just like a net loss at that point which um yeah. hey P- pisces stay puzzling all of us at the at the end of the day speaking of fantasy because i have to talk oh about yeah it. Okay. i have to talk about it before i it leaves my brain um forever but went to Disneyland for the first time and um it's weird like that's my my main recap is it's weird um it was for a wedding the wedding could have been more Disney I will try to not reveal too much uh in case my sweet cousin <laughs> happens to listen to this his, his wedding related episode wedding was great he's a like my obviously my cousin's a Disney annual pass holder like is a Disney a Disney adult I don't even know if he fully addresses that he is but like the context clues are there. Yeah. He is for, I mean, if the you're a pass holder, you're one, right? Yeah. And like, you know, hidden Mickey's and like, yeah, like this is all the stuff. I guess yeah. before I give my dissertation on the fantasy that is Disneyland, you, you, you guys have been, I would, yes. yes. Okay. And you like it? Julia is a Disney adult. I I'm a recovering Disney. She's reformed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was because I will say this. I feel like it's a I was like a Disney adult by default. Um, from SoCal, which is important. From SoCal, there was a dance. There was a dance competition that would happen every year at Disneyland, and you could. One year, my one of my dance teachers had a dance had a pass, but this is when Mm -hmm. passes were like affordable 200 bucks or something like that and then it was like Mm -hmm. oh we'll go with the dance teacher to this thing um and then I went to college in Orange County and that was like a place that I just like knew I could go so close yeah I just kept the pat you kept getting the pass and you could like go for three we would like get drunk park at downtown Disney because it was free go to Disneyland wasted running around like an absolute chaos that sounds fun you know like yeah um since since then this is also when i feel like being a disney adult was like there were people that would go to dapper day which is like when mm-hmm. the day when you dress up now, that's where that i'm stuff. out but that's I'm like, i've out. never done it i've never done a dapper day i never did a dapper day that was like as much as i knew about this this is pre this is like pins are just starting like the, bi- the culture the, the culture yeah, the culture yeah. and the the buy-in was not where it is today you're gonna eat a turkey leg you're going to go on rides. There's like low pressure or whatever. Like it's an amusement know. park. It should be fun. Yeah. This is where yeah. having fun. And here. I do, I do appreciate the, like the attention to detail. I do love the fantasy. Hey, I got Neptune on the IC. I am no stranger to escapism <laughs> and, you know, being away for it for a while. Also, it was a place associated with my childhood mm-hmm. in that way too. Same thing. A very like um postpartum experience after you like leave disney like post disney depression of being like oh can't can't life always be like disneyland you know whatever mm-hmm. all of these you unpacked. almost went full mickey voice right there <laughs> <laughs> gee shucks can't uh-huh. life always can't be life always stay like yes that? un unpack you know what you will but i agree that now the level the level now is gross Who's what was the last time y'all went? I went right before COVID. Okay, so recent. I probably started COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I went in February like twentieth of twenty twenty. That was the petri yeah. dish. That was. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, also. I've, oh yeah, go. I've never had a bad time at Disneyland. I Epcot. I have a different story, but Disneyland. I generally have had great experiences going. I like all of the pomp, the circumstance. Um, obviously, Disney himself being a problematic figure comes up. Like, in I feel like it's a small world is the place where it always comes up where you're like, this is really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, and like the, the Hall of Presidents and the, those kind of things are very like weird and strange. Um, but I do like the 
everything like the trees to the cobblestones to the whatever i like the grand nature of it i there are certain like characters or things that i feel excited to see i feel like most of the rides are fun it is Mm -hmm. for sure too expensive Mm -hmm. um but i love an amusement park so i'm yeah i think it's fun to go i would i would like to go more as a casual trip rather than a whole like we got to make the most of it. This is our one, you know, that, mm-hmm. that to me mm-hmm. feels a little too high pressure. Yes, yeah, I agree. My pitch, <laughs> sharks, my pitch is this. Disney, I like they have the nights, the theme nights. There should be a theme night for, we like Disney, but not like that much. Like I want to go with the normal people <laughs> would mm-hmm. be my pitch. It's like, hey, no one's wearing a shirt. Sure, some ears are welcome. That's fine. Like what, I'm not- here, like, look, I go to baseball games. I put on the, I put on the uniform. I scream. I, I'm into astrology for fuck's sakes. I drop my husband off at fish on Sunday. We all have our cults that we, you yeah. know, dig into. The money being spent was shocking. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing that I felt, and I love aside love rides. I laughed my ass off. Inner child was healed. Lots of giggling, like love whooshes, love splashes, love logs, love this ride that we're that we're doing. I was just kept noticing. I'm like, okay, everyone wants to live in a walkable community. Okay, Jungle Cruise is showing you different parts of the world, but yet we still end up at Anaheim minimum eight times a year and don't go to see those places. I felt like a little. I did two days and the first day was just pure fun. We also had, we were with more people on the first day. Like Pablo's brother happened to be at Disney the same weekend. So we got to go with his brother. My cousin had time before the wedding. So we had more like group energy, which was good. The second day when it was just me and Pablo, uh, which I love be with him. Don't get me wrong. It was like waking up and seeing the person you slept with. Like the next day at Disney, I was like, oh, we're back. Like I felt fine or satisfied from one day. Like one day was, more than enough second day was just a little too like the lights are on i see what you look like and yeah just the outfit it's corny like i don't know how like i could i i bought ears you know i'm in i'm having fun but the corniness the money and like the i don't know it's like it's the same we hear this in la a lot from like people who live in typically gated communities of like i just wanted things to be clean and i love how clean disney is and it's like that Mm -hmm. just feels like a metaphor for something racist at the like at the end of the day where it's just yes. like I want to live somewhere gated and clean and where everyone knows where everything is and there's no surprises and it's like the well, the I- number of people I feel like growing up like I, you would get the like Disney catalog or whatever and I remember mm-hmm. like looking through as a uh elementary schooler going mm-hmm. it would be so cool if everything was Disney like I want to get everything Tinkerbell I want to get everything yeah. whatever you know again Sag looking through a catalog um yeah Mm-hmm. transport me to this <laughs> life but the number of people that actually had that I feel like were few and far if you went to someone if you found someone who actually had all of the Disney stuff the the whatever it was like pretty you know who's usually over the top now every person there is wearing like head to toe Disney shoes Disney bag different ears for each day different Disney mm-hmm. long sleeve which again cute i think they've also upped merch they've also done all these things too like i understand why but it just is like does doesn't have like it's yeah. it's you know who's to blame for this is etsy because every time i was in line with someone and like the conductor of the thing would be like oh my god i love your custom you just named all those items there they'd be like where'd you get it the etsy etsy i got etsy like so much just like etsy and look i get it etsy is a place for makers and it's a great place to sell I'm just saying we should get into some Disney merch is what I'm ultimately <laughs> pitching. Seems really <laughs> lucrative. <laughs> like, wow. Shelling out the money, the wallets, like just super, super down. Um, also- I'll also pitch mm-hmm. to you going on a weekday yes, mm-hmm. in a non-peak time when mm-hmm. we're not near spring break, when we have no, because it's not, it's, I know that this is going to sound like coastal elite and classist and it's okay with me that it sounds that way because I think every single city has their version of this, but it's like, it's a crowded Walmart at some, to, at, to some degree yeah. where mm-hmm. it's like, there's too many people from too many different 
walks of life and too many different like everyone has a different objective and everyone's like some people are trying to rush through the park some people are trying to enjoy and savor and whatever and it's like it's crowded it's uncomfortable people are exacting their will on others in ways that like mm-hmm. are unacceptable and so it it is tough on a weekend it's almost that feeling of like being in an airport or something where it's like yeah. mm-hmm. I love the diversity I love the but it's like there's no culture coming from it it's an airport it's like yeah we're, there's uh, people of all different kinds eating at Chick-fil-a but like does that change does that make anything mm-hmm. better no I yeah. appreciate you bringing up the coastal elitist because now I can dig into my real comments on Disney now that this is being <laughs> declared a safe space um which was the first day which is which is Thursday 420 blaze it peaceful so great also first day before Mercury retrograde next day Mercury retrograde walmart experience 100 percent. and was it diverse no i like it was pretty it was my i mean my there's old husband young, was like there's there's brown husband was like this big is and small white there was a yeah. i was really wanted to give out some vitamin c serum like by oh, the yeah. end of the by the end of the weekend i was just feeling like oh man like yeah i don't know but that's any like carnival yeah mm-hmm. you're just and gonna I do see think there's a united big, states for what like, it is breadth of different people of different like social class which is I guess what I was thinking of where it's like it's one person's entire like savings and gone like they've gone and saved Mm -hmm. up and it's a big trip and to another person it's like they're wiping their ass with $20 bills and it's Disneyland you know so it's just that like kind of diversity is what I was thinking of you could even get at one point like half day ticket if you mm-hmm. went in the afternoon you would get like a cheap ticket because you were going and you weren't getting a full day or whatever like it wasn't always as mm-hmm. like a money yeah. grab yes yeah. i mean it what it is it's always been i think more expensive but you always i think felt like you were getting that in the it's clean it's art more artistic it has there's like storylines and the animatronics and it is oh, like yes again not to say not to say that this uh like outweighs all these other things because it really it's like really i went last year twice actually because it was oh. people in out of town and mm-hmm. it was but it also was like kind of not i had a great time i have a good time every time like lisa said too but it also it was not the same and it was harder to not like to overlook all of those things and to go like, oh, this is not um like worth worth the thing. But I think you used to feel a little bit more like you saw it in the the pageantry. And there also were like attempts to make things that were really innovative and to mm-hmm. give people the opportunity to create things that you weren't seeing there. There was an emphasis on creativity and experimentation and doing things. Again, is does that mean that it actually was in all of the ways that we know now systemically are not of course um but Mm -hmm. but there is still some like i don't know look it's quite gay in my opinion i was like i was actually surprised how gay it was like after seeing all the animatronics pirates i was like this is camp like this Mm -hmm. is pure theater i mean i love water world at universal like i like a show um, I get why Ron DeSantis is so insecure about Disney World, even though he got married at Disney World, which is a very um, <laughs> fun, fun fact for him. Uh, also, I had fun. I'm not people hyped up Disney quite a lot to me. I tried to, like, put it away because I didn't want to, like, think this is going to be the greatest place on earth. It was very fun. I'd go back in five years or if someone sooner wanted to go and invited me. Sure, I would go mm-hmm. my destination over and over um to eat your own i think look people looked like they were on drugs they were so happy to be there so i'm like if that's does that for you suck it snort it up baby like enjoy that enjoy that disney that disney magic oh there's some there's some magic to going with little kids too and that kids and having people like that kids that you love be like I can't believe you took me here or, you know, like yes. stuff like that where it's like, agreed. Those kind of things are. Yeah. I got to see a, a baby in front of me at pirates that like looked like the alien from Mac and me. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. <laughs> and he was like straight up sucking on his mom's white dreadlock. And I was like, wow, this is, this is magic. <laughs> the animatronics here are just phenomenal. Uh, oh, also Mercury retrograde facts. The first day there, you can Google this guys. The like, 
POS, whatever system that lets people in shut down. It was backed up for hours and hours outside of Disney. And then an animatronic fire thing during like Mickey's parade with Fantasia, like lit on fire. Like the thing blew up and lit on fire. Electricity went out while we were on rides. Like we would get in line. But then we would follow our gut, like be like, let's just get a, like a hot dog right now instead. And we'll come back. And then it was like, oh, we would have waited in that long line and it haunted mansion just shut down. So like, luckily we kind of followed our intuitive flow and Pablo was very down for, I was like, it's Mercury retrograde. I'm just letting you know. So be, if you, if there's a ride you really want to go on and it's open, let's go now because I can't, I'm not going to guarantee that we'll be open later. Lots of ride shutdowns. Um, also very surprised that my cousin's wedding was a little less Disney than I thought it was going to be was at Disneyland, like a hotel there, but, um, was very surprised that it was also kind of collabed with the, the office themed wedding. Uh, they walked out to the office theme song. There was a lot of office references. So, you know, I just love my basic cousin so much for just leading into the things that he enjoys. But, um, yeah, that was, that was Disney. I'll go back, but yeah. Regular people night. Hear me out. I think that that would like no shirts, no Etsy shirts allowed. Ears are fine. I'm into it. Hell yeah. You have to prove that you don't go often too. Like I want to see <laughs> like some way we'll figure you out. You cannot have a pass. You call no it. Passes. Yeah, you call. I was, oh, never mind. I can't even think of a good, <laughs> a good one. But I was like, you say the names of things wrong or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like, no, like I will get the, oh, that was the thing. If you point out a hidden Mickey, you're get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, my cousin for his dessert, his wedding dessert was like, because before his wedding, I was like, are you guys going to like, do Disney choreography or like, is Mickey going to be there? And he's like, well, there is a special thing from beauty and the beast. And I was like, okay. okay. And then come flash forward to the wedding. Like, it's like, there's Disney shaped things, but no, no character. I'm like, where's yeah. the Disney Do stuff? Wait, <laughs> let me guess. She married someone else. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin came out as a beast. Uh, he was on beast mode. Uh, no, and they're like, I was like, what's the surprise? Like, what is it going to be? And then for dessert, we got this is here's a Disney fan. We got the gray stuff. Do you guys uh, know what the yeah, mm -hmm. try the gray stuff. It's delicious. You know what the grace? Okay. Okay. Well, you guys are nerds. And I just wanted to check that and case confirmed. So we well, have I don't know what stuff. it is. I just I mean, know yeah, it was like yeah. from the from it the song. Okay. Yeah. It's a reference. Like, I guess in the movie, there's a tray of desserts and other from the be our guest. Yeah. He says, try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Yeah. Don't believe oh. me. Ask the dishes. Okay. Well, it, was, it was nasty and it was mainly <laughs> frosty and like red velvet. It was just a little heavy on okay. the frosting. Looked yeah. cool. Very. I that, But I was like, okay, this is for Disney. People, the, like, I don't get this, but. The, I find the Disney, I have been to one Disney wedding and it really was just like a hotel wedding. It was like a, it could have, no offense to my cousin, it could have been like a banquet hall anywhere. Just everything, we just happened to be at Disney and there was like Disney yeah. logos on things. But look, made a, a mazel tov. They're happy, like enjoy your things. And they got to go to Disney for a week. They're annual pass holders. This is the point. Yeah. Your wedding should be the things you like. So just lean in, do it up. Do and, you. Um, please, please, if you're a Disney adult, I that's cool. You listen to this and um, <laughs> we're sorry. I'm sorry, I guess. But no, you found things you like astrology and yeah. Disney. So the mouse uh, and the mouse also was sick the entire time. And our hotel room was all I could describe was moist, like just a wet, hmm. like ever have like a wet room where you're just like, why is it everything wet in here? So cool, cool life. Um Let's get into some nice. listener questions. Yeah. yeah. It's our May mailbag. Enough of the gray stuff. Yeah. Time for the, I guess, a different kind of gray, gray stuff. stuff. Gray matter? Are we, are yeah. we going brain? Okay. Yeah. Or going like, that's, oh, the know, gray. Life Living exists in the gray, in the yeah. gray you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, this is our May mailbag episode. If you are a member of our Patreon, you can write us. A listener question uh, as many times as you want, but only if you are a Patreon member. So if you are not, uh, think about it. Join us over at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. We also get access to our discord and our uh, monthly bonus episodes on the full and new moons. Um, so mm -hmm. let's 
including Let's these see. eclipses that have been going on yeah. as well. So get right. Get in there. Um, okay. Our first question is, can you give me some insight on having your sun and moon in opposing signs? What does this bring out in a person? What kinds of gifts or challenges are associated with this configuration? My sun is in Sag and my moon is in Gemini. Additionally, if there is a seesaw effect, how can this play out with a Gemini moon, which already brings its own duality with it? Is it just a chaotic combo, LOL? This gem Sag maybe just go, what? <laughs> 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 what what the hell are they talking Wait. Very, very gem sag. Very, very, very. What is it? You having your seven opposing signs. Well, you're a full moon baby. So that's yes. Cool. What it that's what it literally means. Um, or one of the things that it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I always think of like sun opposite moon, which as we just said, that's always gonna happen during during a full moon time, maybe a little before, a little after, if it's not the exact, but I don't, I think of the sun since it is such our forward front ego-y sort of things. And then our moon being as far away from the sun as possible, it tends to show up as like, I feel like, um, like my husband has, uh, has this and I feel like I'll look at him and be like, Oh, do you not like this? He's like, I'm loving this. I'm like, Oh, sorry. Your moon is like literally as far away from your sun as it could be that I don't see your feelings as closely tied in as I might maybe see with someone who's has it closer. Now that's not always mm-hmm. going to be every case. I mean, Gemini moon, I mean, God, Gemini moons, this is my loving read tend to need a lot of like verbal affirmation. They want to hear. I mean, you even asked, is this a chaotic combo? Like, no, you're fine, sweetie. <laughs> like you're, it's okay. It like it, that works. But I think when the sun or moon are so far, I feel like the head and heart can feel like really different consultants. And I think some people it's like, oh my gut, am I feeling this? Just go. I mean, I don't know the rest of the chart either. So I'm just generalizing, but I feel like that can feel like this torn feeling. It's like, think of like at a dating show where it's like my, I feel like this, but my, but my body's telling me this. That's usually how I think of with sun moon oppositions. Yeah. I think that sun moon opposition people, I mean, you're definitely full moon. So I would say, um, I would say you're emotional, I feel like it's um, and maybe that's not something people want to hear. Sorry, Cancer Moon speaking, Um, but it's the time when the sun is shining and you're seeing all of the moon and, you know, maybe it's not an exact full moon. I, I don't know exactly your natal chart, but you're seeing like all of the emotional thing. Right. And during the day, you're seeing all of the sun, too. It's not like on those days you go outside during the daytime and the sun's gone the sun's still there um so it's both things at like max capacity uh and so i do think there's a dual nature um i don't think it's necessarily the same thing inherently as the gemini moon of itself um i think it's more of this kind of self and other and and feeling an identity and i think there is definitely a ability especially with it uh, the moon being in Gemini to see all sides of an issue. And maybe that makes it harder for you to like, it may make it easier. I don't know, but like for you to actually pick a side because you can see both sides of every issue. And maybe that goes, you know, thing to thing. Maybe it's super easy to pick a side when it's a political thing, but it's super hard when it's like two friends fighting or whatever. And that again, is that like in the political, in the political sphere, it's possible that, you see yourself reflected where when it's two friends fighting, you're so close to it that it's hard to like see yourself in that. And so it's that like self and other thing. Um, I I also feel like it's just, I don't, I don't exactly know like exactly how to say this, but like um, it's, I guess maybe similar to like that Libra type of balance thing where it's like, you you can probably fit in in different spots you can probably go between different groups and things like that um i feel like it, you're also probably pretty in tune with how you feel so so i think you know saying it if this is a chaotic energy or whatever if that's something you feel then like yeah that's the world you're creating then absolutely that's that's what it is if it's if you're second guessing yourself i don't feel like that's living your best sun moon Mm -hmm. i think that there's an idea that 
we are like I think sun moon if we think about it the moon is changing and moving and fluctuating all of the time but we also kind of want in balance to our sag sun which I think is a little bit more um you know singularly focused or or like philosophical in that way where it's like big picture kind of like the details fall away whereas gemini is about you know detail fact um information all of that sort of thing i think that having the moon there the moon is going to be picking up on all of these little things whereas the sun kind of wants us to have like a big broad idea about who we are and what we are but i think when we can accept that our emotional state is meant to be kind of like changing then you can think of your moon more as like a thermometer that's constantly kind of taking the temperature and it's okay to feel differently from moment to moment we all do whether we have a sun moon opposition or not but i think that sometimes that that um depending no matter what the sign is but i think that sometimes in in those opposites we really want the moon to like pick something and stay something so we can stay kind of more squarely opposite with each other as opposed to the reality of the moon which is that it's like it's changing all the time and it's always like because the moon isn't just necessarily like our emotional our emotional state it is but it is also like you're hungry you're tired you're like you're uh you know feeling energetic or whatever it's like all of these things that we're kind of like feeling and and um and what's the word that i'm looking for like influence our emotions um but i also think that sagittarius and gemini to me are one of the most like compatible oppositions that exist i think most oppositions actually are kind of are like fairly compatible but i think less that they are opposite or like at odds with each other and more like lisa said that you're kind of going to see things from all angles so while you can kind of talk yourself out of what you're feeling it's more i i would encourage you to think of it more as like a very highly tuned uh like measuring device especially in an air sign especially gemini moon i think gemini moons are very like they're picking up a lot of information they're not necessarily feeling all of that like in a physical way or in an emotional kind of way but the it's very much like oh i'm feeling this i was feeling hungry today and now i'm feeling not hungry today and i'm gonna be feeling hungry in an hour and i'm blah 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 like they're able to articulate it and i think that that sometimes um makes other people feel like they are chaotic but really we're all uh like changing that much we're just not always necessarily expressing that kind of change that's going on mm -hmm. yeah it's like you're getting both the gifts from that polarity and like getting that you know the sun sagittarius is like you know your main og guy but then in the you know waiting in the wings far in a 180 degrees away is it is a gemini moon that might see the small things when sag is thinking of the big things you know those things we think of with with sag and gemini i also thinking now i mean i don't know your rising but like let's say for example your sun's in the second house so that means i know your moon's in the eighth house so I think it's like a good reminder of when we might focus so much on one thing too, like sun in the second house and Sag might be really industrious or want to make your own money or like be an entrepreneur, reminding us that we, with Gemini moon, which is very much about connections, say if it's in the eighth house, that it also we might need other people to help us out. And it might not just be our only show. So I think it's like, since they move in tandem, it's always going to have that, well, why not try it this other way too? Because they are connected on these not only polarity access, but these different house accesses as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and, oh, sorry. And, and then we can with, talk about the seesaw in a bit too, because I know that that's was brought up. <laughs> I think in going with that too, like you have to remember that the transits are happening to both of them usually. Mm -hmm. And so that is another thing that might feel a little bit like tough because, you know, you're getting T-squared or you're getting a conjunction and an opposition together or you're getting I mean I guess not every single aspect is going to aspect both but especially in those harsher ones like it is going to hit them both so that's something to keep in mind and I'm sorry I cut you off there you're good um I think you just mentioned about seesaw and duality and we did an episode on chart shapes I don't fucking know when <laughs> year years ago that may be fun to revisit or talk about the different shapes but when you when you mentioned seesaw that means we'll have like a bunch I forget what the actual like verbiage is on it. Like it looks like a seesaw. Like there's a bunch of cluster on one side and a cluster on the other. It's not a splay where it's all spread out, but there's like, yeah, it's like almost having two kind of conjunction-y areas. So I think too, I mean, you're mentioning this duality 
um, I like usually when people are asking questions, it's like, is, and you mentioned about chaoticness, you know, I think of the, you know, this is probably from like some YouTube thing of like behind the scenes with Stevie Nicks when she's getting ready. I think it was like the filming for Tusk, the documentary. And she was just doing ballet and dancing. She's like, I'm a Gemini. I need to do multiple things. So I think like, I don't know, like, I just don't want you to shame yourself if you have like multiple interests. I know like it's I being a multi-hyphenate or being someone with that does a lot of different things sometimes can be like looked down on, especially like when we live in a very like niche society where like, I was telling like someone, it's like, it's crazy that there's like, if you can search any job and day in the life on TikTok, it exists. Like there's like some influencer plumber out there just like killing it and being like hyper specific, but that's not all of our journeys. And so I think um, just appreciating that you can do more than one thing is, I mean, I think those people who are hyper specific, maybe they're really Capricorn and maybe they're really conjunction-y might want, wish they had maybe some other sides, which they can explore. That doesn't mean you're destined to only do what your chart says but I think um yeah like when there's, there's like it's considering the other which I think is like a really beautiful gift to have yeah so yeah you're weird I guess um <laughs> is that what you want to hear you want to hear that you suck that your signs are bad well there well go somewhere else because we're not here for it <laughs> I mean, not Sag and Gem. Like, come on. Like, that's, you're too fun for a comedy axis. No way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I want to, well, you're a Patreon member. So um, thanks for submitting. We'll maybe take a deeper look. I want to know the rising now. I want to look at the full chart. We can do that in our chat. Um, shall we answer the next question? Yes. Our next question comes from Kendall. Uh, hi, first of all, love you guys. Pretty new to the Patreon slash Discord, but having a great time. My birth info is uh, October 16th, 1995 in Dallas, Texas. Uh, should I, do we want to bleep that out? We did talk about this. Okay. Uh, my name is Kendall, but most of my friends call me KB. I'm wondering what you can tell me about the role of Scorpio in my chart, specifically in terms of my love life. My Venus, Mars, Pluto, and Midheaven are in Scorpio, and all of my Libra placements, Sun, Mercury, Chiron, and North Node, are in the 8th house, which is ruled by Scorpio, right? For context, I date a lot and typically have great dates on both sides, easy conversations, fun hookups, etc., but so far nothing has stuck, lol. This might not be an actual question and might not have anything to do with Scorpio, but was just realizing that my Scorpio intensity might be something. Wondering your opinions. Okay. Um. Thank you, KB. Also, thank you, KB. you're a great member. We, I know, I'm great member of our Discord Patreon community. Um, so fun to chat with, and now looking at this chart, this makes sense. Um, let me. I'm gonna screen share the chart. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually um, take a peek of the wheel. Here we go. So we have this Libra Sun, all these Libra placements that were mentioned. Um. It's Cancer, Moon, and Aquarius rising. So I'm like, what was this? Is me? The well, what was the question again? So role, the energy. role of Scorpio. Um, I would say, firstly, I think it's interesting that you do ask about the Scorpio, not only because we have Mars and Pluto there in conjunction, mm -hmm. uh, also conjunct your midheaven in Scorpio. So I mean, it is a powerful force. Uh, Mars is the traditional ruler. I mean, Scorpio is a traditional ruler of Mars. It is the modern ruler of Pluto. And so we have two planets in their domicile. Strong, uh, you know, also Mars, our will. Pluto, that also another kind of willpower, power dynamics, all of those things that absolutely make sense in terms of like going after what you're wanting and and asserting yourself. Mars, tooth, and dating, fun, flirty, hookups, all of that totally tracks. And then Venus, of course you know, up there. But I think that it's interesting that you asked about Scorpio specifically because your Libra house is intercept. Um, mm -hmm. And we have Scorpio as one of your kind of like double houses. When you have intercepted houses, those ones double up. Um, there are like two uh, ones that you see. And so we have, am I right or am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, also okay. like, on, I know if it's, you're watching I know the video, I'm, I'm kind of pointing it out with the pointer. Um, you can see that since we use Placidus, so it doesn't make it equal yeah. houses. This, you can kind of, I I can't remember who came up with this phrase. It's like an alligator's mouth is this eighth house and it's eating that whole widget 
of Libra. And then the same thing down here because the houses are connected to each other. Um, the second house. So they're getting gobbled up, essentially. Aries got gobbled up and Libra got gobbled up. Yes, exactly. Um, so you're fucked. No, I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're fine. <laughs> um, also, a, a quick uh, aside to the houses are not ruled by any particular signs. We do um, in especially in kind of modern personality driven astrology. There is like a one to one first house Aries associated with those energies, but they are not the sign. The houses are ruled by the sign that is on their house cusp. Mm -hmm. in your chart specifically it's not like all of them although again there is crossover and we do do like a one-to-one -one. i believe in our houses episode we really like went in on kind of trying to disassociate from the direct house to sign one-to-one -one comparison because i do think it's something that trips people up on houses but houses really are only about the areas of life there there are they are not ruled by any planet or sign um they refer to yeah, areas of life conditions. And look, are those areas of life very similar to the sure. themes of the signs? Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. And but like, yeah, just just to say too, again, not to say either that your association was incorrect too. I just want to take that moment to. It's like a tech. Just, technically, yeah, to tech to technically say again, and I think because houses seem to be such a thing that people get so tripped up on, I want people to know um, that that is how it yeah. works. Okay. Good. Um, back good, to your chart. Good reference. I mean, also like Scorpio Venus, I think is the hottest Venus. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Every time, well, every time I look up a celebrity that just has those, like, they can like grab you with their eyes. It's like always oh, a fucking Scorpio Venus person. So, but it's interesting because you have the conjunct. Let, let me back up. Your Mars and Venus are both in Scorpio, but they're not conjunct. They're like kind of distant. I mean, you have eight degree Venus, 27 degree Mars conjunct by sign, but not by like actual degrees. And I think it's always interesting when we have those same signs, but they're far apart because it's like the wanting of Venus and like the needing of Mars are not aligned exactly. And we have Pluto there with Mars too, which I think, I think when Pluto is in conversation, um, I know it's like not in a, like a relationship house, some air quoting with the ninth, but it's like in Mars and Venus, which we can find a lot of like personal relationship qualities with these planets. I feel like Pluto is just, I don't know. I, my prediction is like, whoever is that person that you lock down, like you're just going to like probably get married the next week. And like, it's just going to be like, it's just on where, where I think Pluto, when I see that was in like heavy relationship sectors can be because it takes, it knows like if it's going to do it, it's going to really do it big. And um, not to say that, you know, I'm not a psychic. I can't say that's for sure, but it's a tendency I've seen. So like, I don't know if you're wanted, like if this is even, uh, you even said like, I don't even know if I have a question. So I don't even know if I have an answer, but I don't know if you want to like experiment with like making someone your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner for two weeks and then ending. Like, I don't know, like I do kind of miss how in sixth grade we all would just date and then break up and move on. And I feel like, the labeling of partners partnerdom is very um taboo nowadays or it's like in a totally different sort of place but you asked about like what the role of Scorpio is I mean it is the most visible part of your chart and I think it is probably a thing that people really see and notice about you and I think what's cool about Scorpio energy is their power of influence and I think Mars and Pluto there feels very like you say jump and they say how high so it's like using that power um gracefully i mean you have a cancer moon there so I, there's probably a tender a tender roni you know deep inside and obviously lots of venus with libra um but yeah i think that's uh there's yeah there's a you know scorpio is definitely present <laughs> like in your in your chart mm -hmm. and very and very seen it might be the thing that people it's funny because i i get into this like thought a lot with like first impressions you know we always hear the rising sign but i do think the midheaven has a lot to do with like how we're also it's very you know the outside world I don't think it gets that rap as much as the you know career sort of stuff yeah I agree imagine if that was like that's it <laughs> um, and scene good old no Shinu. I think that um in general I think that Scorpio's role in the natal chart is to um 
find areas in life where we can regenerate um and where we can bring dark things to light and potentially you know uh it has to go both ways right so potentially it's also a place where we sometimes in moments of maybe not our our strongest moments we bring our light into darkness too Mm -hmm. um and yours being in the ninth house space i wonder a little bit about um i mean obviously long distance travel is one that comes up a lot with the ninth house and so i wonder if this is that immersive study abroad experience if this is someone who gets a lot of um like culture shock when you visit other cultures or 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 get super immersed in it even if it's like you went to Chicago when I'll use an example from my own life you went to Chicago for like one week and you're like trying to tell everyone where the best pizza place is or whatever you know what I mean where it's like you're not from here why why do you (laughs) feel like you're part of this or whatever um but I do think that um when talking about regeneration and stuff I feel like especially in the ninth house it's like the idea that we could create energy or that we could create something from kind of the spiritual taboo or or unlooked space right and so I my heart always goes to meditation for that because it's one of those things that makes you feel like you've got more time somehow or the world has stretched bigger than Mm. it even is or whatever um reading a book I think is similar where you know you get to actually feel the room you're in get hotter but in in your head you're kind of in this other world that that a writer has created for you um and so I think those things can be really powerful how do you use them I don't know you have your midheaven here do you have interest in writing do you have interest in traveling for a living those are a few things that I think um could be used as far as like uh romantic stuff i i i'm less interested in that in the ninth and tenth house space um not that it doesn't mean it's there but is that is there a relationship healing that you can do for other people by you know showing showing your dating experience or relationship trauma i mean those are just uh, a few ways that i think we can do that i also think that um all of that Libra stuff talking about the eighth and, and second house being uh, intercepted in, in Stevie's alleg- alligator example where each sign is getting eaten. I really like, especially talking about the eighth house, because I think what happens a lot of time in the second and eighth houses are those things feel meshed together. And so those self and other, I would say with Libra and Aries, but I would also say with Taurus and Scorpio with, with the second and the eighth houses, um, so I would say having boundaries and defining those things could be really helpful if we are talking about relationships and things being casual and flirty and fun, but not really sticking. Well, where, where, what do we want to stick? What are our boundaries? What do we need from this relationship? Do we want to keep just doing it this way? That's fine. Do it that way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But if things feel murky, um, knowing what you need for yourself is only going to help you create uh realistic expectations and relationships for others as well um i think that kind of was all i downloaded from the universe for you (laughs) which kind of goes lisa with the i mean aquarius rising leo seventh house like there does seem to be a quest for freedom jupiter and sagittarius um now like looking back at your question like like these oh great conversation easy hookups nothing that stuck like this is Libra. Like I'm getting away from the Scorpio energy of it all. Cause I, I don't think equate that was Scorpio, but like, I think Libra Scorpio though can, <laughs> I think Scorpio can get what it wants, but Master that's not game, necessarily sure. what you actually want for something serious. And there mm-hmm. is a way of going like, well, I want it. I want it. I want to see if I can get this. I want to see if I like, or I know how to, read someone I know how to be in tune with someone's energy I know how to make a date go well but is it something that you actually like is this someone who is you are interested in having a long-term relationship with Mm -hmm. all of those things I think are different than I am successful at dating being successful at dating to me is very Libra Scorpio because Mm -hmm. it's very other focused it's very we're 
uh, you know, tit for tat conversations here. We are the right amount of like mysterious and playful and also like seductive and magnetic, but also not too, not like too intense. But I think that like desire for intense connection to just, I think also like happen, which to me is very Mars Pluto, that kind of like in a moment or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you also have this moon Neptune opposition which I think can also be a little like romantic, idealistic. This is a thing of like wanting something both like practical, but also absolutely effortless and just is happening, you know? And I think that the kind of like deep enmeshed, merged partnership kinds of things that happen, connection, all of that, that like takes time. And like you said, boundaries, establishing your wants and needs, really getting to know someone, not being just light and fun um and mm -hmm. i don't think that that you're in any way not capable of all of that i think it just is like a um i think it means some more bad dates or whatever too or ones that don't necessarily go as well and i think that that's another like mars pluto on the mc of like get it you know winning Mm -hmm. Mars, you know, that's like very winner to me where it's like being good at being a good I was gonna at say something, you win dating. something. <laughs> yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean you win a relationship. Well, and if we go to the relationship sector again, which we would look at the seventh house, of course, there's like other planets we can look at. But you asked about like Scorpio and the influence of like dating relatively and this like question on question, which we love. Um, but it's all like there's. There's so much culminating at the sun, like that big fucking T-square, like you mentioned, Julie, with the Neptune moon opposition, but also with the Uranus there with Neptune and Capricorn opposite this Cancer moon, all like, you know, Illuminati squaring up to the sun in the eighth house of sharing with others that's already intercepted. There does feel like when it's so sudden and solar based with these partnerships. And then there's like Neptune of like, is this too good to be true? And then the Uranus feeling change and then the moon safety. I feel like it's just like a, when you, oh, it's so corny with a relationship, when you know, you know, but like, I think you'll know when, I think being open to when those change, those signals of change do come. And especially in those, if this is what you're looking for, like, who fucking knows? Like, you know, live your life, keep going on fun dates, like no pressure to settle down because that's not what you need to do but I think if that's if the question is like when will you know if it's something that's different I think that those like planets and signs and like that impact towards the sun are like really good like green flag sort of symbols of like feeling things feel like you're being like Leo's you know rises up to a challenge and I think like Leo is very power couple very you know want someone that's that they feel proud of and that's their match. So just thinking of that sort of energy in terms of maybe who you end up long hauling with. I think too, in, in relationship, I find Scorpio in the ninth, I think is a very convincing, is a very convincing placement. I mean, <laughs> I can imagine, and you have all this Libra and Mercury, you know, conjunct. I mean, you have all this stuff that I think you could very easily talk someone into whatever type of agreement is up to you you know if that's uh you know sugar daddy sugar baby if it's super super serious monogamy if it's having something a little bit more open and maybe favors you in a way you know what i mean i think there are i think that this is a very like convincing person so i wouldn't worry mm -hmm. too much about giving yourself or giving another person your rules because i have a feeling they're gonna find a way to follow them if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah which is almost more stressful for sometimes for those people because it's like it's your call dude like yeah. it's gonna it is gonna probably be your call when it's like that person but it also I don't know it's like these corny dating freezes of like you'll know like if you also feels like you like them a little more than they like you too. like that balance of like oh yeah another simp that's so easy to date like I think they'll feel more like not not a challenge in an ungettable way, but a challenge in like you can't just charm me with your typical Scorpio Libra ways. Like, well, I think also we have that back. You have to not just charm, like let someone charm you, yeah. let someone else impress you. Do all those things, which means not being as accommodating or as you know, whatever, mm -hmm. like as dazzling. Not, not yeah, and that's not. I don't think that that's easy for 
so much in the top half of the chart that Jupiter and Sag too, I think in the 10th, while it's not, you know, conjuncture midheaven, it's still up there going. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the, yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, fun question. Thanks so much. Katie. Yeah. It was great looking at a, you know, full chart and thanks for letting us do that for you. And um, we'll talk about on the discord for sure. Thanks to everyone who submitted questions to our mailbag. Um, these do, you know, we'll we'll do we're our on a best monthly to, roll. Yeah, you know? it was like, like we're fun. we're doing them. Keep sending them. We want to get to as many as we can. And um, like we said too, this is a benefit that is available to our Patreon subscribers uh, and our Patreon subscribers alone. So if you want to ask <laughs> us a question, this is the way to do it. Consider joining us over on Patreon. Um, and the cheapest chart yeah. reading you'll probably ever get, ever <laughs> ever get. I mean, unless you're like booking off Craigslist, which actually that'd be so fun to find. Anyway, okay, I, that's an aside. Side note. Thanks, thanks for submitting. We should just put up a also, Craigslist ad. Astrologer looking for astrology guests for a podcast. See which is the weirdest person we can um, get on. <laughs> also, if you've already sent us a question, yes, uh, we might answer it later. So don't don't yes. get discouraged. Also. Feel free to resubmit. That doesn't, I don't know if we're going to, it doesn't matter to us really. We'll, we'll still see that it's been there twice. But um, if you have a new question or something has gotten updated and you want us to disregard something from the past, yeah. keep us updated. Let us know. We love chatting with our patrons. Mm -hmm. And what's great is because we had someone that had that and they just chatted it on our mailbag channel on the Discord. It was like, oh, I have an update. It's like, this is how, this, this is how it goes, y'all. This is how it goes. Doing we love great. it. We love, love it. You. Thanks for sending your questions. Join our Patreon and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. At Disney. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast, on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.